Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern modern church world. I still can't talk, man. This is like 18 takes in, but we're just going to roll with it. In the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura, I'm Cody Fields, president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com. Make sure you join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. Uh, not joining us this week is one Bradley Cox, the lead pastor of Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina. But joining me via the internet is... Hey everybody, this is John Ross, Westminster Effects artist and church nerd extraordinaire from Lincoln, Nebraska, recording on location. On at location. South, on location at the South Point Pavilions, Chick-fil-A, Sunday, Nebraska. Which, which that will... That'll make more sense later in the episode when yeah. we actually get to our topic. It's actually it's actually not sunny. It's very cloudy, but it sounds better if you say that. Yeah. And I'm eating waffle fries with Chick-fil-A sauce. And so sunny oh, is, is, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So what'd you do in church this week, man? Uh, so I played uh, rhythm. Uh, this was the second to last Sunday for our uh, worship leader of 14 years. Uh, and so my you're last hazing Sunday, him now, right? <laughs> Everyone else seems to be like uh, uh, the pastors and everything are giving them a bunch of grief, uh, which is which is probably okay, you know, before yes. uh, his big send off next week. Um, but uh, yeah, did a did a pretty good set. I think he's starting to loop in some of the old favorites um, from you know his his time with us. And so we did "We Are the Free" by Matt Redman, which is like super oldie, um, but super fun. I uh, uh, got the EMGs fixed up in my fire chicken. Mm-hmm. Had to or- had to order new uh, new pickup bus and whatnot straight from EMG, but got that installed and sounds on point. Uh, but yeah, as far as sermon content, we continued with that World War II kind of movie series we're doing. Um, did Hacksaw Ridge um, talked about uh, talked about murder and uh, versus killing and and just wars and, and that sort of stuff in light of the gospel and, and what we're called. Interesting, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little preoccupied this Sunday, so I didn't get a whole ton out of it. And like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of the movie series, but uh, regardless, that's what we did. What about you? Yeah, so we are still in Romans 8. So what was it? Uh, it was Nothing focusing on Romans, yeah, Romans 8, 31 to 38 uh we also you know kind of retouched on 29 to 30 because that is the these things that are being talked about the uh those whom he foreknew he also predestined those who predestined he also called justified glorified uh it is god who justified uh or who, who shall bring any charge against god's elect it is god who justifies and who is to condemned because Jesus died, was raised, and is now interceding for us. So, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good comfort sermon, if you will. Um, you know, really being able to rest assured in the finished work of Jesus and all that good stuff. And I played guitar. Um, my my wife Kristen ran sound, and when we got in the car to leave, she very humbly said, "You guys killed it." And I mixed it like a boss. So, uh, so super, super humble wife that I have. Um, but yeah, it, everything went well. Like I think I hit one halfway off chord that I very quickly 
<laughs> shifted uh, to being correct. And uh, yeah, everything went off without a hitch, and it was really kind of kind of amazing. Uh, given that at rehearsal, this is this is what's fun is everything clicked so well at rehearsal. Normally we play everything through twice, uh, so we played four songs, and I think we repeated two of those at rehearsal Thursday, and then we did the same thing again on Sunday. We we're like, we don't we don't need it. We're good. Whatever. And so we just kind of rolled, and it was nice. <laughs> it sounds like it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that about does it for church this week. So our mm-hmm. our main topic, uh, as you are on location at those who did not threaten me but came to me with concerns. <laughs> So I'm pretty, sure to... they followed, I'm pretty sure they followed like the Matthew, uh, like conflict resolution. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Story. I am pretty sure that's what they're about. You want me to just give yeah. the story, like the backstory I, for people who are familiar? I've heard it, but you know, I think that that would be probably beneficial. There's a lot of people who have been asking to hear the whole story, and you know, what better way to do it? Why not? Yeah. So I got an email uh, about two and a half weeks ago uh, from Chick Fil A's intellectual property lawyer who is based out of Atlanta and he expressed uh, a desire to call me on the phone and discuss the chick delay pedal that I sell via westminstereffects.com and through all of my retailers and he's like I expect this will be cordial and whatever and so he expressed concern he did he you know he didn't demand anything it wasn't iron-fisted heavy-handed um no threats were made at all, so you know, kudos to Chick Fil A on their part. Um, but he said that you know Chick Fil A had some concerns about trademark infringement. We can get into that in a minute, um, specifically regarding use of their logo, certain fonts, et cetera, et cetera. And um, and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I'm covered under parody law. But regardless, that then becomes a matter of do I want to go up against Chick-fil-A as a one-man shop when I pay my lawyer with guitar pedals? And uh, that answer is no, just for the record, if anybody was wondering. And uh, so I said, well, how about I keep the name and change the art? And he's like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll check with with Chick-fil-A. And he got back to me, and he's like, yeah, they... They really want the uh, the the C logo, the stylized chicken, and the the cow font, etc. He's like, they really want that gone, and uh, so I I have pulled the the picture from the website. I think I have one enclosure left that hasn't been ordered, so that's not even really an issue. Uh, so we're working on getting new artwork, but the chick delay does still live. It is not dead. It is surely alive. And it still works on Sundays. It still works on Sundays. And it is our pleasure to sell you one for one seventy nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the short of it. There's a lot to like there's stuff that we can parse out all day, but like what you said, um 
with Chick-fil-A basically going for the conflict revo- resolution method instead of just, you know, crushing somebody. Their uh, their lawyer even said, you know, Chick-fil-A likes to do things differently. You know, if, if they can help it, they'd prefer to make a friend out of any process like this, uh, which I appreciated. Even, you know, some some lawyers will say that and not mean it. Um, yeah. but this guy, this guy seemed pretty genuine, you know, obviously he had a job to do, uh, but he said that he, he interacts with people with stuff like this, uh, from anyone to, from mom bloggers, you know, that'll make like a custom bib with a Chick-fil-A logo or something like that to, uh, all the way to guys who, um, make fake coupons for Chick-fil-A. That's a problem, obviously. Uh, yeah, you, sh- you probably should come down on them a little harder. Um, <laughs> but everything was super cordial, kept friendly. You know, nobody was waving any threats around. And, you know, Chick-fil-A was actually pretty chill. And, uh, you know, they weren't outrageous with anything. And, you know, I will still eat there because they are delicious. As I can attest you presently. Presently, yes. So are you a sandwich guy or are you a, like a strip guy? I'm more of a sandwich guy myself. Yeah, same here. Same here. Sometimes, sometimes I get... Uh, it kind of depends. Mm. I'll mix it up. I'll even get the, the club sometimes. Because most fast food bacon is garbage. However, mm. Chick-fil-A's bacon is not. Because they take... They take all of their meat seriously, even though they're a chicken restaurant. Mm-hmm. So well played, Chick Fil A. Uh, so so Chick Fil A for the for the fact, Chick Fil A for the fact that you told me to change my art and you've you've cost me a little bit of time, really not much money, no money really. Uh, I'm still advertising for you for free on my podcast. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> what does that say about us? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like parody law and stuff, um, my lawyer, who's a good friend of mine, uh, says, you know, I'm covered under parody law, technically. Um, you know, you think of stuff like Weird Al, you know, he is, he is using elements directly from the songs that he parodies. And that's, that's, that's part of parody is you have to use some of the original to make your commentary or ridicule. And I'm not ridiculing Chick-fil-A. I'm just commenting like, hey, I'm a theologically themed business, and Christians tend to like Chick-fil-A because it's the Lord's chicken, as everyone knows. So there you go. There you go. Uh, what else can be said about it? What do you, you got any well, questions? I'm sure somebody has questions. And we are totally well, you know, winging this episode today, by the way. Absolutely. I mean, I'm literally eating Chick-fil-A as part of the content. Right. Right. Um, why don't you, I mean, I'm sure there's listeners, me included, who have not played through Chick-fil-A. Uh, why don't you give a, just a quick overview on that? Like, like I know it's like a, kind of a two-engine sort of deal. Like, give us yeah. DL. Yeah. So it uses the uh, famed PT2399 delay chip. Uh, it's technically digital, uh, but it sounds analog, if that makes any sense. It's the uh, the same delay chip that is in the Mad Professor Deep Blue delay, as well as the original JHS uh, Panther delay uh, from way back in the day, and several other delay pedals as well. Um, so this one uses two of them in series. 
Uh, you can obviously roll the time control totally off of one of one of them and use it as a typical delay pedal. Uh, but what it's really good at is getting rhythmic uh, pattern type stuff, like a like a multi-head tape delay, or you can use it to uh, create a wash uh, with really long uh, decay and a little bit lower on the mix and just kind of get that texture underneath everything. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's really good for ambient stuff, and it has tails. So what I like to tell people, you know, if, if it's not going to be their main delay is, you know, throw it in front of your timeline, DD20, what have you. And when it comes to a, maybe a more ambient part in the song, stomp on this thing, turn it on, you know, have your ambient swells and whatnot. And then once that part is done, when you turn it off, since it has tails, it doesn't abruptly cut off the repeats. It decays naturally. And so you just yeah, move on sounds- with the rest of the song. And uh, yeah, it's a yeah, lot of fun. Really, I mean, it sounds really useful. I mean, I used to have a, uh, well, I've had a couple standalone delay pedals. I mean, anything from an Echoplex, which does have a, you know, an extra mm-hmm. delay in to, uh, to carbon copies and I mean, even, even like what was the Marshall Jackhammer? That was a tremolo. But I've had all sorts of just kind of standalone single use yeah. delay pedals, and. Um, you know, but none of them have had tails. And yep. my uh, my DD500 does, uh, but I can't, I mean, I can do multiple voices at the same time, but, you know, at some point, it's just, I don't want to dive so deep into those menus. And, uh, I mean, sure. this thing is, it's, you know, standard, like, single pedal, um, single pedal size, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one yep. foot switch. Yeah, it's, it's only one foot it switch. is, uh, the technical term, it's a little bit bigger than most, Oh, you know, it's it's bigger than my standard overdrive pedals. Uh, it's in a okay. 125B enclosure, so it's the same size as uh, JHS and Walrus. So it's not enormous, okay. but it is a little bit bigger because there's a good bit of guts in there. Yeah, and then sure. once you know, once once I go version two in several months, this is going to be a minute. <laughs> like this isn't a summer <laughs> NAM announcement or anything. Um, but once I go version two and try and pack some more stuff in there, I'll definitely use up all that space, you know. Is it top jack or side jack? It is side jack. There is just no way. No way. For sure. Um, on top of you that, know, I mean, I top like jacks jack just. Personally. I do too. Top jacks just suck to drill too, and oh, yeah, uh, I'm not doing them. Not doing them. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody get well. Some people. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, um, but, anything else that we can do with the Chick delay, Chick fillet thing? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, are are I you kind of assume, the? Uh, I kind of assume this would be a shorter episode anyway if we're talking about Chick fillet. Yeah, probably. You know, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's like, I mean, if you, it's not like we're gonna make fun of Chick fil A. John Christ has has the market on lock for that. Um, right. But. uh you know, I mean, are hey, you keeping like here's, your? Here's your, a hot take. Oh yeah, here's a hot take. I don't think John Christ is very funny. Hmm. I know, you know that's we could, a popular uh, opinion. Well, see, the thing is, is like he has one. He it, ultimately has one joke. Oh, Christians are funny. That's really it. Yeah. That's my hot yeah. take. For that. I mean, you know, and and I'll, I'll agree with that in in part. I mean, growing up as a stereotypical Christian, and some of the stuff that he does about 
um, which is usually in his live shows, not even on his like you know, YouTube or Facebook shorts, but in his live shows, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, do, uh, he'll do a bit where he kind of gauges the audience and, uh, you know, uh, to see how they're going to react to the other jokes by playing different Christian music songs from different decades and seeing if they can fill in the endings. So there's Flood. Uh, from Jars of Clay uh, to Big <laughs> House from Audio Adrenaline and stuff like that. And so that's, you know, that's the tongue-in-cheek kind of humor that I enjoy. So is the lots and but, lots of food in the Big Big House just a lot of Chick-fil-A? It must be. I mean, I guess Chick-fil-A so. is pretty big. I mean, it has a play, it has a play place. I mean, which <laughs> I, also, I also will say, man, dude, if Chick-fil-A doesn't freaking buy shares in your company after this. I don't know what's up, but um, Chick-fil-A is the only <laughs> restaurant that we will let our kids play in the Play Place app because they actually clean it. Yeah, right? Seriously. Um, I just, I, they're like, oh, but McDonald's, it looks so fun. He's like, yeah, you know, hepatitis looks fun until you have it, you know. <laughs> like, I don't think hepatitis looks fun, but you get you get my, my drift. Yeah, you know, the thing with John Christ mm-hmm. is that I think he has a lot of clever stuff, uh, but, you know, being a, I mean, I don't know if you, like, if he's, he's kind of on the fence between, like, social media influencer and celeb, like, kind of bouncing back and forth, kind of just on that line, you know, as many of them do, um, you know, he'll, like, release a video that, like, makes fun of prosperity gospel preachers, and, uh, you know, great. And then he goes and defends them. <laughs> And then he goes and defends them and, and kind of loses his resolve. Like, if he started with his resolve, he's like, well, my, my followers or my fans are, you know, it's all about the Benjamins. And, yep. and yep. I don't I don't want to say that that's exactly how this stuff goes with, with John Chris, but uh, honestly, it kind of looks that way. Um, and, I mean, we, we've seen this even recently. Was it a... Who was was it Lauren Daigle or or someone that came out with uh, some um, statement about um, LGBTQ whatever advocacy or, or something mm. or, or whatever it might be? I mean, you always see people. You know, Daigle Daigle didn't so much things. advocate. For, Daigle didn't advocate for it, but she soft pedaled it really. Okay. Yeah, like right. she just came off yeah. really soft. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should read the Bible. Well, yeah, read the Bible. You should have been doing that already. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that's a, I think that's an issue with, uh, with, <laughs> frankly, uh, a lot of people who have a public presence or public persona in mm-hmm. the Christian world is. Oh yeah. I mean, we're called by we're called by Scripture to be bold. We're called by Scripture to defend and promote the gospel in all mm-hmm. ways, in all places. And the gospel is a stumbling block to those without Christ. Yep. Yeah. As it, I mean, intentionally. So Christ exactly. May, yeah. So Christ may pick you up unless you stumble. If you take all of the, if you take all of the, <laughs> the stumbly stuff out, what's left? Whole bunch of nothing. All right, Inquisition for episode 49. Uh, hard to believe we're at 49 already, right? It's crazy. Uh, Next week we need a party. We should go get Chick-fil-A or something. 
<laughs> so, Brighton Schulenberg asks, in-ears or floor monitors? Uh, we have gone at Res, we've gone to exclusively in-ear monitors. And it's amazing. Yeah, um, I can echo that. Yeah, with our recent uh, renovation, we went, uh, we moved our guitar amps to, uh, you know, since we're Credo Baptists and we immerse people, you know, so we, we had one of those old school metal baptistries that was, oh, yeah. it was getting kind of rusty because it's been there a minute and <laughs> nobody really wanted to get in that anymore. So we got a portable one. And turned that into our amp room, like walled off okay. the hole in the wall and, you know, got some ISO cabs and stuff like that. So moved all that stuff that would make noise back there. And uh, and we used to be kind of hybrid. Uh, everybody on instruments had in-ears and then the singers were on the floor monitors. And that always seemed like kind of a mess, but it's what we had to work with. So we dealt with it until the renovation. And now we're all in ears, and it's amazing. You know, as long as you can get a good mix and and have somebody to help you along the way with how to get a good sure. mix, I think I think it's a great tool. But obviously, it's you know you can still worship just as well without them. Yeah. Are you using independent mixers uh, for yes each good? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I we have. Uh, I think that's Alan and perfect. Heath. Yeah, okay. we have Alan and Heath Digital. Uh, in ear mixers, and so, yeah, and we're, so even we're if, rolling. yeah, so we even if you know somebody different is in that spot, you can still have your preset saved oh, yep. with how you like it. So if somebody likes a little more kick drum or a little more, I like to basically as close as I can get it, uh, get it to a mix that would sound good in the audience with a little bit more of me. Mm -hmm. um, so then I can really tell if I'm overplaying or if I'm too loud or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because then if I really pop, I'm like, oh, crap, I need to back off. You know, so that's just kind of my yep. my philosophy oh, with yeah. it. I know there's others. I mean, with, with ours, we use Roland M48s, and, and we pipe actually um, one of our channels as a main channel uh, to our inner mixers. So we can bring up and see what's in the house and just add yourself and turn everything else down if you want, because then you have essentially what is in the house. So that's super helpful. I like um, it. But I, but I do agree with kind of that, that method of personal mixing. I mean, there are a lot of people, um, in, including in the 211 band, that um, don't have all the instruments. I mean, I understand not having all the vocalists, but like don't have all the instruments in. And so it's, I would imagine it's difficult to integrate um, sonically kind of with what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, plus it's also, you know, it's also a little uh, disconcerting when, uh, you know, you do a funny little riff or something and like, you, you know who has you in their ears because of who laughs or, or, you know, or whatever, um, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's inners. Um, I haven't played with wedges uh, forever, and I really don't want to again. I really yeah, don't seriously. want to the wedges. I mean, feedback, and just, they hurt. To get up yeah. over everything else going on, mm -hmm. they hurt. Yeah. Now, I will say the one, the biggest disadvantage to inners is, uh, you can't hear the crowd, the congregation as well, mm. uh, okay. especially on yep. those down parts. Now, now people are a little bit closer to us than uh, at in 
many churches, you know, some of your bigger churches may be like yours. Um, but, you know, it is more difficult to hear people singing when you have in-ears. So, you know, we've we've kicked around the idea of maybe getting a, a shotgun mic or two to, mm-hmm. to blend into our in-ears, uh, which I yep. think would be really cool. Make it feel a, a little more at home or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, things to think about I mean, there. I, I will say that the the Roland piece has an ambient mic that you can turn on, uh, which is which is really yep. cool. Yeah, um, we have that too. But they're not super sensitive because it's ambient mic on where the mixer's located. Exactly, uh, so. and and our mixers are kind of behind a wall. So okay, yeah, see that wouldn't work. Um, so yep. yeah, something like that, or or just a few, you know, really low profile choir mics. Um, you know, hung yep. in the middle of the space could be really cool, and it could be really cool for uh, for live streaming too. If your church does something like that, that oh, way the yeah. people at home don't just get you know the Good mixed call. down version of a band, but they get the congregation as well. And, and honestly, I think that's a really uh, important part of the immersion piece that's often missing with uh, um, with live stream services because they just take the feed off of the front of house board and, and that's it. Um, but yep. I, I think if we're going to do stuff with, you know, with excellence, as, as is our kind of one of our slogans, one of many, um, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make sure that if a shut-in does want to attend our services virtually, um, that we should make it feel like they too um, are are part of the body of Christ that is gathered that day. And sure. uh, one of the ways to do that could be that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So also from Brighton, uh, this one's a little heavier, and this will kind of get into uh, what we're get, probably going to talk about next week, at least to an extent. But he asks, when is it okay to ask someone to step down from being on the worship team, and how would you do that? I can give a really good negative example of how not to do that, because okay. uh, our team actually dropped the ball with a guy a couple years ago uh, where to keep it as vague as possible. Uh, we had a guy who, who did not practice very much and just kind of became apparent that, you know, he wasn't putting a ton of effort into it. And so we took him off the schedule and I don't know if something got lost in translation on who was going to talk to him or what, but it just, he just never got put back on the schedule. And, uh, but he's never reamed anybody out. He's still faithfully attending, and yeah. So, but don't do it that way. That's no, a bad idea. No, not at all. I mean, I, I think we could probably explore some scenarios of what may have happened. You know, maybe he was yeah. feeling a little um, overwhelmed with things, and and sure, absolutely, feel like he could. Yeah, but we don't know those things, which is why you shouldn't do it that way. Um, right now. I will say that uh, that thankfully um, we haven't really had those conversations because we haven't had to at least recently. Um, yeah. Now my now my role now going forward uh, once uh, once Steve moves to Chicago moving forward this will be uh, a shared role that I'll have with others. Um, but this is something that Steve would have primarily done over his tenure at Christ and uh, the way Steve approaches things is. Like we've said before, as a discussion, you know, to to really find out what's on the heart and mind of the individual, yep. and you know, call them to uh, call them to excellence, and rather than saying, ah, you know, you're you're off the team, um, 
I mean, I'm sure at some points it comes to that, but rather than saying you're off the team, it's like, hey, let's work on it. Let's work on this. You know, let's uh, right. let's take some time off and let's work on this. And uh, once they've taken some time off from actively playing or, or singing on Sundays, um, if they've shown improvement and dedication to working towards that, um, then uh, he would cycle them back in. Um, yep. And this is, and, and then, or, or if they didn't, then he just wouldn't, and he would discuss that with them. It's like, hey, um, you, you didn't, you know, you, there's investment needs to happen, and, and it hasn't, it hasn't taken place now. Um, some of that's a little bit of conjecture because uh, we haven't seen that recently. Um, but that's that's a very similar take on how we uh, um, how we go with new members or people who are interested in becoming new members. And just like a discussion is a growth opportunity for them, not just mm-hmm. you know hand someone a strap and plug them in and throw them on Sunday. You know that's exactly not, you know that's not going to be helpful. Um, now I think I think we do need to plug in. You know this is all of the stuff that we've discussed hasn't been like some kind of besetting sin. It, like it's not someone yes, is unrepentantly yes. doing something absolutely egregious behind closed doors that just came out and exactly. they don't care. Now, if that's going on, then drop the hammer uh, with the mm-hmm. hope of restoring him in the long run. Absolutely. Right? Um, but, yeah. but in the, we are, in talk- the short we are term, talking about, you got to protect your people. Dedication. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, or even or even general tardiness, like even general yep, tardiness, exactly. where we've we've dealt with with some of that, um, where it's like, all right, let's and it's and it's nothing angry. It's you know maybe let's take a month off, get you in the next month, and we'll just roll and treat yep. it like you know we're not going to treat you any different when you come back. Um, and obviously they're still at church, you know they're not, uh, you know because we have had people try out. Uh, or our worship band before and not make it. And then all of a sudden they're not at church anymore. Um, yep. So, you know, when, when you have that kind of relationship, uh, it makes a big difference. Uh, oh, for when, sure. I mean, when, cause it if, can definitely be kind of an embarrassing thing. You know, oh yeah. Like everybody and, feels that way. Mm-hmm. So like we said before, with anything from conflict resolution to dress codes, uh, to whatever it may be, relationships, relationships, relationships. I mean, that's how we cultivate yep. uh, one another as leaders within the church is relationships. I mean, exactly. How, that's how it works. Be a friend, be a brother, be a sister, be a leader, and then be you know, and and then be the where the buck stops if it has to. Right. First, right. You've got to to set that expectation of a relationship and a healthy, you know, a healthy thing going on there before anything else can take place, whether good or bad. Um, And and taking that investment of time will really will really pay off for the better. Um, Mm hmm. uh, Next question from Kyle Boone. So two guys who, as far as I remember, haven't submitted any questions. So thanks to Brighton and Kyle. Um, I feel personally attacked by this question. <laughs> and Ooh. Kyle asks, how do you approach someone on your worship team about what they post on yeah. social media? <laughs> okay, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> anybody Cody, I don't, I don't think he's probably calling out uh, you for, right, you know, right. I still feel attacked. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, okay. So, 
I am of the opinion that everyone is just as opinionated as I am. It's just that I'm more willing to express it than most people are. Um, now, that said, I have had to learn the hard way many times over many years on how to uh, maybe not have the full force of a sledgehammer when expressing <laughs> said opinion, um, particularly via social media. I um, there's there's kind of a a strain a stream of thought among <clears throat> among many that Facebook is not a good place to discuss things, which I actually disagree with. It is our it is our modern marketplace. Uh, uh, what was what was the place in Athens where Paul was uh, discussing? Areopagus, Acropolis, Acropolis, whatever it was. Areopagus, I don't know. The forum, uh, something. something like that. That was their version. That was you know they didn't have supercomputers in their pockets, um, but we have supercomputers in our pockets, and we don't talk face to face anymore. So if if the the only place that we ever talk face the only time we ever discuss anything of substance is face to face anymore, then that almost never happens. So I still, I think that even though there are limitations to social media and text based discussions, there's still a lot of really good stuff that can happen. Um, and I've seen a lot of really good stuff that, that has happened. I've also seen and have sure. been party to some of the negative things. Um, so, now I have been approached with like, hey, maybe don't be such a turd. <laughs> maybe don't come off. Maybe don't come off so angry. Uh, what's your angle on this? Um, but whenever somebody has asked me about that, and there was a good response, it was because they were coming in grace, and they were they ultimately led with questions and said, well. Really, the conclusion was, are you pointing people to Jesus or yourself? Um, even if it wasn't stated. Um, if, if people are simply being pointed to you and how right you are, then nothing's really getting accomplished except people might agree with you more often, which I'm okay with on occasion. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, for the record. I'm kidding. Um, though I do enjoy when people agree with me. Uh, but if... If you're going to be bold on social media, be bold for Jesus. I don't think I have to add anything to that. <laughs> no, no I, I don't think so. Um, now, on the uh, uh, turning the page just a little bit, what about those situations where uh, someone posts something on social media that uh, is unbecoming? Of, uh, of the Christian life, so to speak. Um, sure. Something, something that uh, you know portrays um, sexual promiscuity or 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 like drunkenness, like mm -hmm. hardcore drunkenness, or um, yeah. you know, or, or breaking laws or stuff like that. I mean, once again, relationships are where this has to start. Because if you come to somebody and you're just kind of the person that they play in the band next to every few weeks, mm -hmm. um, you know. It's it's not going to turn out well, and people are going to people are going to get hurt, whether for <laughs> whether right or wrong. Um, they're they're going to feel called out rather than um, approached or being held accountable. They're they're just going to feel like you're playing on their parade, and and not that you shouldn't, um, but it's a matter of that starting point. And you know, every situation is different. Everyone's lives are different, but the thing that remains the same is God's law. 
God's gospel. And that's what we are called to. And that's what we're called to hold ourselves to and hold others to, especially in positions of leadership in the church. Very good. So final Inquisition question from Brian Morris, who has contributed many questions. So yes. thanks, Brian. But you don't get the extra special thank you of being a first-time question submitter. Um, so he asks, what is your least favorite worship song and favorite worship song? So let's let's restrict this to modern modern okay. songs and you know so excluding hymns you know so no doxology no uh traditional arrangements of it as well with my soul etc uh straight up originally composed worship song you want let's start with our least favorite and get the bad news out of the way first oh boy um, do you have one on tap? Because like I gotta sort through. Yeah, a King of My Heart. King of My Heart sucks. <laughs> okay, tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, it is it is far too I, repetitive. Now you so. talked about you talked about this yes. in a, in a previous episode in part. Yeah, this this uh, is a sore spot sore spot for me. Is I just don't like that song at all. Uh, no, I, you know that's a lie. I like the verses. The verses okay. contain such rich truths, and then you get to the chorus and the bridge. And it's literally repeating a line over and over again. Um, so I think I dislike it so much because it's such a letdown between the verses and then the rest of the rest of the song. Um, and then probably a close runner-up for that. This will uh, this might get me in some hot water uh, with some of our listeners. Is "Raise a Hallelujah." I do not like that song <laughs> for myriad reasons. Um, but we'll just leave it at that. I don't like that song, and uh, I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's okay to say that we don't like a song, provided, provided that we don't say, provided that we're not saying it simply to scuttle the song. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. We're not it, it, we're not yeah. trying to start a mutiny. So. <laughs> For sure. Um, I'm actually having to go through Planning Center songs right now. Um, to kind of remind myself of uh, some of these, it, you know, one of my least favorites, and and I guess this isn't terribly new, uh, but it's it's certainly not uh, certainly not old. Is is whatever you're doing by uh, Sanctus Real? I think um, Sanctus Real. Wow. I know. I know. It's a it's a personal favorite of I think of, of Steve. I think he likes Sanctus Real. Um, no, which is which is not a typical thing for for us. I mean, um, in the kind of electronic alt rock thing that we we do, but um, it is one of the ones, and I you know I can't stand it. And there's another one that I absolutely uh, can't, and, and I'm going to keep looking and see if I can find that before we end today. But uh, I like it so so little. I have forced it out of my memory. <laughs> All right, so favorite worship song. Hey, uh, let's see. I think for me, now we don't do this one, but I, I don't think we should be limited to what we do or don't do. Is sure. The anth is the anthem by Planet Shakers. It, every mm. single time, it just it just rocks me. Um, the the chorus is this huge build and it's and I mean oh, 
I love the word hallelujah to begin with. And for Pete's sake, like I, I can't get enough of that song. Um, I mean, that era of Planet Shakers is, is definitely, I mean, one of my favorite, favorite things. Um, but I, I'd say that if I were to, to pick one just off the top of my head, it, it would be that one. Um, and, uh, oh, geez. I mean, I also really like, uh, um, I really like Alive by Hillsong Young and Free, but it's, I don't think it's my my favorite. I, I would stick to the anthem by Planet Shakers for sure. Fair enough. Uh, so mine, uh, I've got three that kind of pop into my head. And they're all they all happen to be songs that I also enjoy playing. Um, one being "Death Was Arrested," which is a lot of fun to play and is very true. Um, two is uh, "Psalm 34: Taste and See" by Shane and Shane. Obviously, originally okay. written by God, um, but <laughs> they put their own spin on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and sure. so that one. That one, um, obviously, other than just being true, it's it's kind of a curveball compared to uh, a lot of the standard worship format. Um, it's not dotted eighth delay and reverb. Not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, but you know, it's really bluesy. Uh, you get to use a tremolo pedal the whole time, so that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff like that, and then nice. uh, and then. Um, you know, we've we've talked about this song on the podcast before and disagreed with one John Piper. Uh, so there's our obligatory Piper reference for the week. And uh, that would be What a Beautiful Name, where one, that yep. song is really fun to play. I always end mm -hmm. up with like four overdrives and three reverbs on at the end. And yes. uh, and that bridge, that bridge of you have no rival, you have no equal, mm -hmm. etc. If that doesn't punch you in the gut, then... Oh my gosh! I completely, completely agree. I thought of the if other I, two. If I don't have a pulse, I, I mean, you're probably unregenerate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you don't yeah. like the, this is now the standard for Christianity. If you don't like <laughs> what a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. Coming to an ecumenical council near you. Um, so I thought of those two extra ones. So the other one that I can't stand is Love is Here by 10th Avenue North. I just, I can't. I, I can't. 2008 is like 11 even. years old. Much like a white girl. I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> but the other, one of my absolute favorite ones to play uh, is uh, is The Way by Worship Central. Uh, it's, it's a favorite of our congregation. It, I mean, this is, this is my 1689 and my OCD on at the same time, sort of just a big old rocker um, with a killer solo at the end. I mean, it's it's a riot. So yeah, there's uh, there's which, those. Which, by the way, the irony the irony of a Lutheran playing a 1689 is not lost on me. <laughs> I also play the Luther, you know, and uh, and some others that uh, I you know, I give love I give love and credit where it's due. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, recommended this week. What are you recommending? I have no idea. I spaced on this. You are recommending re Chick-fil-A. I am recommending Chick-fil-A. I am still there. And <laughs> mm, the, the bag still smells. Mm, hello. Oh, boy. Chick-fil-A. Eat it. So hey, I am going to Lincoln, Lincoln just got a Chick-fil-A like two years ago. 
and now we have two. So, oh, like, for real? Is, oh, yeah, for real. Like, ah. I only had Chick-fil-A, like, four years ago. Like, it was the first time. So I'm still I'm still a cage-stage Chick-fil-A guy, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, cage stage chicken eater, man. That is, mm-hmm. but, but as as many people as you might repel, the food is delicious. So it's worth. Oh it. my gosh, absolutely I worth also, it. I also like Hobby Lobby. <clears throat> Fair. I mean, <laughs> what's what's other than the stacks of heretical books that they sell, what's not to like of, about Hobby Lobby? Good point. So, uh, I am going to recommend the Mac Mini. Um, so, whenever we do a recommendation, like a book or something or a product, we put an Amazon affiliate link in the show notes, uh, which gives us a little kickback for the show. So, obviously, a Mac Mini would give us a tremendously larger kickback than a book. Uh, but I just grabbed one uh, going on two weeks ago now uh, when my my previous computer died, and it has enabled me to uh, greatly increase my productivity. <laughs> uh, it just, God, man, it's so much faster. It's so much more efficient. And um, so putting out a whole lot more cover videos and all that kind of stuff out simply because of the upgrade in hardware and I don't have to rely on other people to edit a video for me, which is really, really nice. So because I take a long time to do it. That's, that's <laughs> I take a really long time to do it. So I wasn't, I wasn't calling out you. Uh, I also <laughs> like my cousin Amos who does, who does a lot of demo videos for me too. Um, like, you know, I don't want him to have to edit every uh, cover video that I do, you know? Um, sure, so, sure. so he gets to do more of the videos that he actually does instead of, you know, verifying, Hey, is this okay? Yeah, that works. Whatever. Yeah, and he does a good, he does a good job. At it. And he does a great job. Great yeah, job. Now, now, you know, with the new setup, I can just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So recommending the Mac mini Mac mini, and I will leave you with my cover of Glorious Day, which is kind of combining uh, drop D rhythm and and some lead stuff uh, using the nose pedal modded Boss DS1. So it makes the DS1 sound good for once, as opposed to sounding like it should be used as a paperweight instead. <laughs> so... So yeah, there you go. Support us on Anchor. Join the Facebook group, the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge. Make sure, make sure man, I can't talk. In, I'm just done at this point. Right. Uh, leave us a voicemail at the Anchor app. Uh, hit us up at westminstereffects.com. Follow and comment on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
till I make 